0: There is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone.
1: Welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Steve.
0: And I'm Sean fangirl and tonight we'll be discussing episode 6 of season 6, of the expanse possibly the series finale i mean it's supposed to be but there was still a lot of things out there saying there might be a seven yep i don't know how i feel after the way this ended i will just tell you i don't know how i feel there was a lot of oh my god i ate a whole bag of popcorn really fast though because it got really intense like yeah (laughs) i was like oh my gosh what's happening no, Amos. Oh my God, Bobby. Yeah. And I was just like, crunch, 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 crunch. So it was really intense. (laughs) Yeah. And then there was a lot of choking up and there were some questions in the beginning because I did not know what the heck was happening. I don't know if it it is like, we'll we'll get into it. But (laughs) yeah, there was just like, I think a whole lot of feelings happening (laughs) basically for this episode.
1: Oh, no doubt there was. And I think they've set it up perfectly where. Yep, they've got the door open for more, be it a season, a miniseries, a movie, whatever they're able to come up with. But it also ties up seasons one through six really well. I love the way we ended it. Yeah, could we have seen Philip and Naomi reunite? Yeah, but... I didn't think he was going to survive, and he
0: did, so. <laughs> yeah, that was surprising. Yeah, that will, I don't know. Um, I kind of wanted even just, like, one line about that strain of yeast or whatever that's supposed to help build. Just, like, give me something, like, oh, it's working, so we're going to be able to rebuild something. We can right help Mars get an atmosphere now. We can do this. Just, like, just give me a sentence. <laughs> and I will have to say, Solara At the end, she was finally back in a whole bunch of her bling. I'm like, dang, she looks fire right now. I was like, yes, loving it, loving it. And I just, I'm not going to get enough of her. So I just, if they're not coming back with The Expanse, I need her on more shows.
1: Yes, no doubt about that. All (laughs) right, well, let's get into episode six, Babylon's Ashes. Inners and belters fight side by side with the crew of the Rasanati in a last massive desperate battle with Marco and his free navy with the fate of the solar system, the ring gates, and all of humanity hanging
0: in the balance. That's not ominous or anything. No. <laughs> no, Fine.
1: And, of course, we open on Laconia, as been every episode this season, with Admiral Darte admiring the protomolecule structure in orbit above the planet.
0: That's what I didn't know what the heck it was. Like, I watched that scene twice. I'm like, I didn't know if it was just too dark and if it was just on my screen, like, too dark. Because I was like, what is that supposed to be? No clue. Okay, so... Like, you didn't figure out what it was? Because I'm like, is that some kind of dragon? What the hell is that? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Kind of looked more octopus-y to me than anything else, but because it had all those tentacles. Now, could it have been a ship? I don't think so, but you never know. You know, they've been at it for a while, apparently.
0: Yeah, that's why I was really confused what that was supposed to be. I'm like, is this supposed to be a weapon? Is it supposed to be something that's just forming around... The ring basically and it's going to keep them in. What does he know? Why is he smiling at it?
1: Well, if you gotta kinda remember that we get this call from him to Marco, and he basically tells Marco, Oh, thanks for being the diversion. You're not allowed in anymore. Oh
0: yeah, that so, was at the end.
1: Yeah. That was before Marco got vaporized. So I kind of have a feeling that this is part of his defense systems that he's building that's going to make sure that nobody's getting into his territory.
0: Uh, You know what? Because Holden does mention something about, I wish we knew what happened to that proto molecule.
1: Sample, yep.
0: Okay. You know what? Sometimes you just got to talk it out.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Now, meanwhile, Gary and Dut wait for
0: Kara to return home,
1: not knowing that she gave Zan to the strange dogs. Now, once she arrives, Zan is hot on her heels. However, Gary and Dot distrust what stands before them.
0: I did see the almost all I, black I eyes, so... Yeah, it's, I think yeah, that I'm, had nothing to
1: do with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm like, it's a demon.
1: Yeah. Gary orders Dot and Carr to stand behind him while he brandishes the knife in Zan's direction. He cuts Zan's hand, but the wound closes instantly. Benefits of infusion with the protomolecule, to be sure.
0: And again, it could have been my screen, but the blood didn't look like blood. No, it was was much darker.
1: Yeah, much darker. And Gary shoves Zan in a closet, and along with Dot, flees to flag down appropriate
0: authorities. That was kind of funny. It's like, really, (laughs) you're going to throw your kid in the closet?
1: Yeah. With soldiers en route, Kara helps her brother escape, and we see them running through the forest with the strange dogs by their side. like to know how that got happened, but. I'm guessing Clara that dec-
0: Zan could, like, talk to them?
1: I'm thinking so. Not the only way. Clara declares she doesn't care if she dies because those creatures can revive her. And we actually see through Zan's eyes, finally. And yeah, that's protomolecule all over the place. <laughs> and the camera pans back to Darte, marveling at the platform's orbiting... Laconia, which come to life so that he can build his precious battleship. Well, I don't know if that was a station for building battleships or not. I don't know.
0: I mean, yeah, we kind of cover this, but that's interesting because this is just kind of open. So if it goes further,
1: right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because
0: and it does make Darte me wonder. is yeah
1: our new bad guy going forward. That's for sure.
0: But it kind of makes me wonder if he's already been changed like maybe the strange dogs did something to him and he's been able to change enough and adapt and his eyes changed back and that's why like he's smiling because he knows what's actually happening
1: that would not surprise me
0: And Kara just kind of stumbled into it. Right. I don't know, because I need another season, but I guess we'll find out. Or somebody who has a better idea can let us know.
1: Yes. It's time to hear from Christina. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So next we see Avasalara holding Drummer and Bobby standing among UN and MCRN officials. At the same time, they hatch a game plan to take out Onaro. So far, the plan is to split their forces into three groups with Holden's idea to seize Marco's railguns at the ring gate, moving to the forefront. Then they can train those railguns on the free Navy, Bobby proposes they send a ground team to the station within the ring to gain control of the weaponry and force those at Medina Station to surrender.
0: Yeah, I love Officer. Really? That's your plan? Yes. It's crap. It's like, well, so is yours, so whatever.
1: Yeah, because they just don't have the weaponry anymore than the ships to just take on three different groups.
0: Right. It's like, you don't have the numbers. You got to be strategic.
1: And we head over to the Pella as Philip reports to Rosenfeld for duty. She persuaded Marco to reinstate Philip as a pilot. And Rosenfeld chats it up with Marco, who seems undaunted by the approaching fleet. He believes they will prevail. Plus, Darte may have something interesting waiting for him on Laconia. And this is what he was counting on all along.
0: Okay, I'm saying t- I feel like Marco's like I'm going out in a blaze glory no matter what. But I mean, if you think he was waiting for what Duarte had, that could be something completely different, game changer. But oh
1: yeah, well, and he knew the railguns were already past their first test with the MCRN ships. So, but yeah, he still had th- whatever Duarte and his plans were that was his ace in the hole whatever it was we won't we won't know what it is but <laughs> now maybe it's the stealth ship we saw a couple episodes back that would be a total game changer oh, as kind well i
0: forgot about those
1: right so back on the rossi holden and bobby gather supplies for the big battle for the ground team they'll use the ice hauler gm batista to transport the fighters to the station now, Bobby notices the old MCRN Tachi logo, aka the original name for the Rossi. I had forgotten t-
0: about that too.
1: Yeah, she tells Holden some Martians still assert that the Rossi is the Tachi. However, Alex believed this vessel chose the people with which it wished to fly. I love that look. Later, Naomi asks Clarissa to do her a favor. Clarissa checks in with her boss, aka Amos, for permission. And this gives Naomi and Amos. A chance to reminisce about their first time working together aboard the Canterbury. Naomi believes Amos's relationship with Clarissa is similar to what they had on the Cant. Now, speaking of the Cant, this is our final extra scene of the episode. Because previously, we see didn't get mentioned that as um, Holden is getting ready to leave Cersei and. You go back to the Rossi, he runs into Monica and they give each other a hug. And you see, I remember the cant painting on the wall with Marco's face on it. And so, of course, that brings back a memory of Holden's as we flash back into a bar where the captain of the cant is trying to get a drink and just the belters are ignoring the hell out of him. And he turns and sees that Holden is sitting there with five or six belters just carrying on and having a grand time. And captain goes up to him and is confused as, what's going on? He said, they're just people like you and I. They aren't these aliens. And the captain offers him the position on the cant. And at first, Holden is, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do it. But he later changes his mind and that's where holden is recruited onto the canterbury so that was a little nice scene to see because we had never seen that we didn't know how he got really
0: going back
1: yes (laughs) so back to the present naomi believes amos's relationship with clarissa is similar to what they had on the can clarissa succumbs to a bodily pain while working so she heads up to the medical bay to figure out what's happening to her and that chair tells her everything she needs to know she has complex endocrine collapse syndrome and according to the symptoms she fits the bill there's no approved course of treatment and the average life expectancy is five years
0: did you notice the word that stuck out to me there was no approved course of treatment Yes. It's yes. like, oh, okay, so something, if they go on, yeah, you know, some experimental thing.
1: Yep, could save her life. So Clarissa decides to whip up a home-cooked meal for our crew, and boy, was it nice to see everyone eating together again. It seems like it's been three seasons since we've seen the whole crew in the kitchen together.
0: Yeah, I'm saying I literally have no idea how long it's been. Right. <laughs> Naomi
1: recognizes... Clarissa is merely trying to wash the bloods off her hands, a path she wanted for Philip. Amos informs Clarissa about joining the ground team at the ring gate, and Clarissa lightly teases him about being a hero. You can see their genuine affection for each other. Maybe it's not sexual, but just caring for each other. And we go over to the Zenobia, where Abasalara's meditation suffers interruption as she learns they have. The Pella in their sights.
0: I will tell you, I'm like, what is she doing? I was really (laughs) glad that they didn't show her, like, I don't want to say shoot up, but like use any kind of painkiller because I thought it was going to be like, okay, I got to do this for my back and then go. And then she was going to be like, not decisive or something. And so I'm glad none of that happened. I was a little worried. though.
1: Yeah. And she gets up to the bridge. The commander is not happy that they're in the front. (laughs) You know, yeah, says, I was kind you can't of worried
0: cuz he kept stressing that and yep. he just seemed a little jumpy. I'm like, "Uh-oh." So I right. was a little worried for a while.
1: And so of course they fire on what they think is the Pella and we see it falling back from the rest of the free navy, but the free navy's not falling back. It's just living it there and they pull up their display and it was only a 17% chance of being the Pella and they've been (laughs) hornswoggled. So we go over to the Tynan, who's also, as we see Drummer also gearing up for the battle, and she checks in with Lying Walker, who believes they should plunder Marco's supplies after inevitably killing him. And even though Group 1 spots Marco first, Drummer and her team prepare to fire. There's a hit, but something appears to be amiss. We see debris and parts fall away to reveal a sleek, updated Pella unharmed and undeterred from its course to the ring gate.
0: I was so mad.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: Especially when you've seen all those, well, basically, like, the Tynan has a gaping hole in it. Yes. And I thought the way that they had Drummer slumped over, I'm like, oh, my God, she's dead.
1: Right. (laughs) And that was not going to be anything that made anybody happy.
0: No, I was freaking out.
1: Yes. And thankfully, after a tense moment, we see Drummer's alive.
0: Yes. Unfortunately. I, I a deep breath. <laughs>
1: yes. Unfortunately, the Free Navy decimates Walker's vessel, but he says his goodbyes to Drummer before the explosion.
0: I was sad there too, because he's like, okay, you know what? Ramming speed it is. Okay. And the way the, the scene plays
1: out, it really sounded like Camino was going to do that.
0: Yeah, that's what I, I think she was.
1: Yes, absolutely. Shit, that was her plan, and Walker just beat her to it.
0: Because doesn't he say specifically, like, oh, it looks like we both had the same idea or something yeah. like that?
1: Yeah, but he was closer.
0: Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I'm going to beat you to it, ha-ha. <laughs> that's kind of what I was feeling. It yeah, was sad, see. though, and, and it was just a few sentences. It was like, oh, ow. Yes,
1: <laughs> but it wasn't drummer, so.
0: Yeah, but still, it was like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. So she orders her forces to retreat and regroup, stop pursuing Marco.
0: I was surprised that Marco wasn't going to try some crap, but... Oh, absolutely. But we you know, at least I learned that Walker was, did good.
1: Right, yeah. I, I really thought that once they revealed that it was the Pella, it was all over for the drummers group. I figured they would just completely take all of them out. But of course, almost all the ships had no torpedoes or nothing left, no weaponry. But yeah, with Marco, he would just as well just wipe that out so at least he can check mark one thing. He got rid of Camina Drummer. Right. But just about the time they're about to do that, well, <laughs> Walker's ship rams into the Pella and causes quite a bit of damage. We see Rosenfeld get killed, or at least injured seriously and Philip jumps up and tries to get a medic, but no, and he basically dies right in front of her.
0: I was really surprised that they killed her off because I was still leery about what side she might have been on. Right. So I I was surprised that that happened. But again, just more fuel to the fire to get Philip, I don't want to say to the right side, but to realize what's going on.
1: Right. Absolutely. Oh, meanwhile we see Bobby and Amos situated in their pods aboard the GM Batista. Alden, Naomi, and Clarissa prepare to launch the pods on the Rossi. It's go time. We see the pods released with their trajectory aiming for the station where the railguns dwell. And boy, things fire up real quick. Amid the debris, fired shots from all sides, and the flying pods. The Rossi loses power. This isn't good.
0: Yeah, again. I was eating the popcorn, and it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they're going to get all I had to pause at one point, which we're not quite there yet, because I was like, this is so stressful. And it took everything <laughs> in me. Not to, I'm like, he's going to die. They're going to die. Oh, my God, they're all going like, yeah, to die. Yeah,
1: everybody's going to die. Yeah.
0: took everything in me not to start, like, just blowing up Twitter. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. everybody's dead.
1: <laughs> so Clarissa volunteers to remedy the problem. She struggles to descend the staircase while the Rossi shakes and jolts. And we cut up to the back to the upper deck and Clarissa yelps and Naomi calls out for her. Thankfully, whatever she does works since the power switches back on the Rossi. And we see Amos's pod open up as he circles the station and he's promptly ejected.
0: I was freaking out. I'm like, is that supposed to happen?
1: Yeah. (laughs) This is... Kamikaze at its finest.
0: <laughs> it was crazy how they're sitting in these little teeny tiny things, and then, all right, well, this is going to happen next. Ah.
1: Right, yeah. So Naomi finds Clarissa unconscious, but she revives the former. Clarissa tells Naomi she didn't activate her mod. She just used good old elbow grease to fix the power issue. And this happened to be the same piece of equipment that, when on her little extra scene for the night shift she had noticed that it needed to be repaired or at least have maintenance run on it so it makes sense that that was what caused the problem
0: oh i didn't realize that was the same thing
1: yep and clarissa wants to earn her keep on the rossi we see amos land on the station and bobby's not far behind him free navy fires upon the ground team so bobby and amos corral the other fighters to strategize their next move Holden informs that unfortunately the Rossi must remain behind Medina's station otherwise the rail guns will turn on them and of course as they Bobby checks in with all the teams and I mean at one point when they're doing their pre-check it looks like there's probably what 60 people on this mission
0: Yeah there was a ton and then they were down well to like 10 or 15 <laughs> one crew gets I think completely it was like 18 yeah it was less than 20 and they only expected to lose 20 percent. right so yeah it was rough
1: yeah that's when bobby takes matters into her own hands she bravely boldly flies towards the rail guns while shooting at them of course the enemy retaliates but bobby keeps going and boy she's just taken a beating
0: yeah i'm like she's gonna die
1: yes (laughs) it sure looked that way that was for sure And Bobby fires on the rail guns and successfully eradicates them. Well, that wasn't the plan, but thank God they're done.
0: (laughs) I was so stressed out. I'm like, who's shooting? What's happening? Yeah,
1: apparently they were prepared for a ground attack because they had plenty of troops to get out there and take on Bobby and her crew.
0: I will tell you, the part I paused was when Amos is like, all right, somebody's got to go. And I was like, no! Yeah. Because <laughs> he's had a death wish, I swear, through the whole series. Yep. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So, yeah, I was freaking out. So, yep. you should be glad I didn't completely blow up your phone. Because yes. <laughs> it was a lot of stress happening. Absolutely. But just when you've seen this whole thing, too, and it was just beautifully shot. Oh, With yeah. all the special effects. And, and you get to see just in that limited space of their helmets the emotions running through even though they're not like crying or showing anger but you just see just that emotion flowing through in the moment like this is what's got to happen i will do this and when they both thought they were done for it it was just amazing yeah and it really oh was gosh, i couldn't say more praise for this and i hope they win a ton of awards but i yes. swear our shows always get passed over cuz it's like oh it's sci-fi but this was so awesome
1: yes And Bobby falls while Free Navy forces continue to fire on her, just riddling her armor with shot. So Amos says, not on my watch, and runs out to shield her with his body, taking the brunt of the bullet. It's definitely a sweet moment proving Bobby's theory on war from the previous episode. It's about protecting your fellow soldiers in the field. Who's got your back? Suddenly, the firing ceases. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Suddenly, the firing ceases, and we see the Rossi soaring above Bobby and Amo. Of course, with the railguns destroyed, the Rossi can take care of everything else. (laughs) So we go back to the Pella, where Darte informs Marco he'll no longer assist the Free Navy and officially closes the Laconian Gate to all outsiders. Marco's on his own now.
0: Yeah, and this Phillip, is what you were talking about. And again, Duarte just looks like, hmm, I smug and like, haha.
1: Yeah, you've been played. I got what I wanted and you're just a pawn in yeah. my plan. It's like, thanks for
0: dying for us.
1: Yep. And of course, Philip wonders why Rosenfeld's death and the death of their fellow belters didn't elicit an emotional response from Marco. conversely marco wonders why philip doesn't appreciate or understand what he's given his son and marco reveals a higher purpose emboldens him their freedom is more important than anything
0: i thought this was really good though because when philip's like wait i chose this when did i choose yeah philip didn't have a choice yeah and he's like you're my son It's like that doesn't mean i chose anything nope and i love that I felt like this was the moment when you start to see everything really start flipping for Philip. Philip,
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: And then the <laughs> final final switch is what we're about to talk about.
1: Yeah, because Marco delivers a moving, eloquent, impassioned speech to his crew, urging them to continue the fight. Victory rests in their sights. And while they all felt the wanda, Philip sits motionless, unmoved by his father's monologue. Hell yes, he's not buying it no more.
0: Yeah, and when just like, okay, this is it. This is when I realize he is just gaslighting everyone, and he'd rather go out in a blaze of glory, and he knows that we're not winning this, but he doesn't care. Right. He'd rather be a martyr than admit defeat. Yep, so we go
1: back to the Rossi. We're holding in the Rossi crew, calculate their next step now that the railguns are out of commission. What are we going to do? Well, the new plan is... To move on the ring gate and counteract Marco themselves. But Naomi comes up with something better. What if they rig the Giambattista to blow, thereby provoking the ring entities to wake up? All of that matter and debris flying toward the ring will surely stir those entities to act. Then they can hope those entities will obliterate the Pella.
0: That's a lot of hope. Yes, it is.
1: But it's still a little bit more hope than them taking on the whole Free Navy at the gate, because they didn't have a whole lot of weaponry left. And you got three different groups of Free Navy all heading towards the gate.
0: Right. Very little to defend themselves and just all of the well, let's just throw everything at it and hope. That's why I was like, oh god, they're gonna die. Yeah. (laughs) I was just stressed out again.
1: Yeah, because we don't have any communication with the other two groups are, are holding, telling Avo Solara that they tried to take it, but had to destroy the rail guns or nothing, so we don't know what the status of the other two groups are. So while the team preps for the final push, Naomi revisits a memory featuring baby Philip. She knows this will kill him, too, along with Marco.
0: That was so hard.
1: Yes. And, of course, she's the one that gets to push the overload reactor button, which forces the GM Batista to explode, catalyzing the ring entities.
0: When I seen that pause, I'm like, oh, no, Naomi, what are you doing? But then it's like, oh, no, Naomi, what are you doing? What are you doing?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And suddenly we see Marco realize what's happening as he orders the crew to veer off, but it's too late. The angry ring overcomes him and searing flashes of crimson erase him from existence like Salvatore and Babbage aboard the Barquis. And we hear a blood-curdling scream from Naomi on the Rossi, who collapses into Holden's arm in sorrow and pain.
0: Oh my god, that, when we seen that scene? Yes. That was just killing me. I was like, ugh. Yeah. That hurt big time. It was so painful to watch that. And even though we didn't get to hear her cries, I'm like we just seen that moment. And it was only what, like ten seconds, fifteen seconds or something? Yeah, at
1: the most. Yeah. It was very Yeah, it was
0: short, but it was like just oh my god, you could just feel yourself being torn apart because you know how hard that had to be for Naomi. Again. All the awards for them (laughs) right now. All the awards. (laughs)
1: About Circe Station later, we see Holden Avasilar, drummer Sandrani, and other vital UNMCR and officials meeting to create a new plan for the future. And they're discussing a brand new transport union to stand guard at the ring gate and ensure what's left of the Free Navy cannot mobilize and regroup and will also help monitor transport to the ring colonies and put the kibosh on piracy.
0: Yeah, well, I kind (laughs) of feel like that's probably not as easy as it sounds. Right. Now, Drummer stands up for
1: the Belters, refusing to accept nothing less than equality across the board. Everyone must work together and stand on equal footing. And this scene summarizes the crux of the Expanse, the real issue from the get-go. Yeah.
0: Yeah, had they done that way back when, I don't think any of this would have happened.
1: Exactly. And Holden chimes up and says, Marco wasn't wholly wrong. A hundred years of oppression, Belter suffering at the hands of Inners, bred Marco, and Aros. And Ava Solara <laughs> believes someone impartial and apolitical should lead the transport union who's helped the belt, Earth, and Mars.
0: I thought that whole... was funny. Yes. Because, yeah, uh, when her, her aide kind of, like, whispers in her ear. Her ear like, yes. Hmm, yeah, that's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah.
1: And the whole group starts staring at Holden <laughs> and Ever hesitant to accept a leadership role, Holden vows to think about. It. I thought
0: that was funny. It's like, hold yes. on a second. Yeah,
1: I never volunteered for this. <laughs> and next, we see Holden giving his acceptance speech as the new president of the transport union. Oh, great. Naomi Amos and Monica are present, along with Michu and Joseph with his brand new arm. We see Ava and Drummer flank him on both sides. And during his speech, Holden expresses his excitement to work with Drummer as his vice president.
0: I kind of felt like something was up right then. Yes. Especially when Ava Solara was like gonna step on stage and she's like, what are you doing? And I love yeah. like, don't don't do it, Holden. Don't yeah. do it. And I'm and like how he oh, he's is. gonna do it. He's going
1: to do the thing. (laughs) Yep. So his first action as president is to resign. He's leaving the transport union and nominating drummer as his successor. Drummer steps to the podium and prepares to answer questions from the press while Avasalara yanks Holden aside. (laughs) She's furious with him for pulling this stunt, but it was a team effort. Drummer was in on it as well. Holden believes this is the best move if they're all to continue forward unified.
0: Do you think she was in on it at the beginning? Because when she gave him a nod when they first suggested that he be like the president of the union, I thought it was like, okay, I'll accept you because of everything. But do you think she was in on it the whole time?
1: I think once he accepted it, they they sat down and talked and came up with this plan. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think Drummer knew what was coming. At the speech. Though later we see the Rossi depart series station. We see Bobby in the pilot seat. Yay! Presumably filling the role of Alex as the resident Martian pilot. And I loved the back and forth between Bobby and Holden about taking it easy. (laughs) Uh, She's going to give him a 15G rush real quick. I can
0: (laughs) tell already. I honestly thought she was going to put on some of the the music, too.
1: Right, yes. That would have been very apropos to have country music playing at that point. And we go over to Clarissa, who's got a surprise for Amo, and they're matching devil pins.
0: All righty. I don't know where that came from. Do you remember when he gave her one?
1: When he visited
0: her in the
1: underground prison. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was something between the, those two that was meant something special to him, I guess. I don't remember exactly what it was.
0: Because that's why I was like, when did she even get that? Like, I could not remember
1: at all. Right, yeah. And we go see Holden and Naomi as Holden wonders whether he made the right choice in stepping down from the transport union. And Naomi delivers a monologue about doing the right thing, even if you don't get a pat on the back for it. And we flash back to just seconds before the Pella is destroyed, and we see Philip get up, leave the bridge amid Marco's speech, and board a skiff and get out of there.
0: Yay! Yeah, I thought he was dead. So, yep, I, mean, I did too. That kind of made me feel some relief for Naomi. Yes,
1: yes. And he speeds
0: away from the Pella before the
1: ring decimates it. And he goes in and changes his name to
0: Philip Nagata. Which really surprised me.
1: Yes. And we go back to Holden and Naomi, where, of course, Holden, true to form, worries about the future.
0: What if the ring
1: entities? these Cause more destruction. What about the proto molecule? Well, Darte's already taken care of that. <laughs> it's everywhere. Naomi encourages him to leave tomorrow's problems on the back burner, and they sit in silence together, intertwined. And we see the Rasinati flying into the vast expanse of space, a glowing speck in an enormous, breathtaking universe.
0: I thought yes. it was <laughs> really beautiful like how we see everything yes i had to take that breath first sorry yeah <laughs> um, but it's like again i'm greedy because i want more i want to develop the story you know what the heck is that with duarte is philip gonna reveal himself to his mother are the rossi gonna stay together like the whole crew are they They're gonna find something for carissa are they going to help with fold and say pirate diversion kind of thing or something right you know, yeah it's like
1: being security for yes. transport ships
0: but i was like oh there's so much that could happen and i want more but at least they didn't leave us like oh it's going to cut off when marco's going to go through the ring right. it could have happened because there was a couple yeah. times when it went like fade to black i'm like what yeah <laughs> don't you dare like, yeah i'm like this better not be the end so i did really like this one. Like I said, very stressful. Stress ate a lot of junk food during this one. Yes. (laughs) But it was just really pretty how they ended up ending it. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yes. It was a very satisfying ending once you got to it.
0: (laughs) Yes. I feel like it could have just kind of done the fade to black, add some of Alex's music. Right. Just for a little extra touch in there or something. Yep. It was just really interesting how a lot of the things ended up playing out. So I think Like, the way it ends, I feel like good things could happen, but, I don't know, with Duarte there, it's like, uh, I don't think it's going to be a happy ending.
1: (laughs) Right. And this is probably why we get the 30-year jump, is, yeah, it's fairly peaceful for the Rossi as they do their things, until Darte decides to reveal his grandmaster plan, and that drags the Rossi back into the story again, so...
0: Like I said, I just wish that we had had, you know, like an announcement like, oh, we had gotten the, it was yeast sample, I think. Right. And it's like, and it's working for everybody. And we're able to grow food for Earth and Belt and Mars and blah, 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 blah. Like just a sentence. Yeah. But (laughs) you know what? I'm at least, the way it ended, I was good.
1: Yeah. And I saw something this morning where the entire crew read that last scene. Oh, it was amazing.
0: (laughs) I think it would have been amazing being there, like, to see all of them. Oh, yeah. But you know they don't, you know, film things in order necessarily. Right, no,
1: they don't. Or all (laughs) together. So, yeah, that that last scene with Naomi and Holden, they were probably the only ones there to to do it. So, well, I'm very happy with the way it ended. It could have been a whole lot worse, but I think this was just an absolutely fantastic season six finale.
0: Yes, I, you know what, as many times as we get shows that just end, this was great, and if we don't get any more, I will survive. Yes. Because I'm not, not like, throwing myself on the floor going, but what about this? (laughs) So, uh, I'm happy. I am happy, though.
1: Well, as always, Fred has provided us some feedback. So let's hear what the professor from Netherlands thought of the Expanse finale.
2: Hello Steve and Sean and all listeners to The Fan Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for the series finale of The Expanse. The Expanse is certainly not my favorite show. I would give it a 7 out of 10. I do think though that The Expanse earns a 9 or a 10 for their visual effects, their CGI and their realistic picturing how life in space would be, how they handle weightlessness, etc, etc. What I also liked is the character building in The Expanse and the interaction between the main characters, but it is also a kind of dark series. And the dark tone is something I didn't like that much about this series. And another thing, it was just sometimes too confusing for me. I didn't understand it. All kinds of ships, of all kinds of worlds, all kinds of extra characters there are a lot of names in this series and a lot of locations so it was actually a little bit too complex sometimes for me and whether that is the series or my Alzheimer's light I don't know but that's my experience okay thanks for this ride and perhaps till next time greetings all the best Fred from the Netherlands well thank you Fred for your feedback Yeah, thanks, Fred. And I agree there
0: was a lot of complexity in this finale, but I feel like... In the
1: series as a whole.
0: That's true. But I feel like them putting it all in there, it's kind of like, hey, look where we can go and what can still be developed. Right. I know they're still shopping this somewhere. So yes,
1: they're still trying to find a new home for it, that's yeah. for sure.
0: Fingers crossed, we get maybe one more season. I would like several more. Yes. We flesh out the books, but how often do us book readers get everything we want with any
1: show? Exactly. And yeah, Brad, I definitely agree that the Expanse's strongest point is the characters and how they've developed them over the last six years. I believe every fan is immensely ingratiated to the crew of the Rossi and and all the other important players on this series. So, yeah, it definitely gets a 10 out of 10 for character building and the relationships of the crews and the side characters, that's for sure. And a 7 out of 10 is pretty good in anybody's book, Fred, so.
0: (laughs) I concur. Well, Fred, we
1: really appreciate your feedback and looking forward to hearing from you again on the next show.
0: Thanks, Fred. We appreciate it. Can't wait to hear more feedback from you in the future for all of our awesome shows that we have going on.
1: All right. Well, please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platforms you use for your podcast as good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends and we do hope you're enjoying our podcast.
0: You can check out some of our other podcasts over at www.fangirlzone.com and our contacts page is there where you can just let us know your thoughts on everything. And were you okay with the way this ended? Do you think something else should have been added? I want to know. Who knows? Will Philip actually tell his mom he's still alive? You know, but there's so many things going on. And if we don't talk to you again... And if this is our final sign-off, I'm Sean Fangirless for Sci-Fi Talk.
1: And I'm Steve. You're such a fucking optimist. It's a miracle you've lived this long.
0: And hopefully, until next time.